0: And we have tickets to give away as well to Cork City and Waterford taking place uh, this coming Monday night at Turners Cross. Um, if you would like to be entered into the draw for that, all you have to do is text your name and address your answer to this very simple question. Which Premier League side did Neil Fenn play for? For which Premier League side did Neil Fenn play, I should say. For which Premier League side did Neil Fenn play? 086 8104 106 086 8104 Eight one zero oh four one zero oh six, and uh, we'll uh, draw out the winners before the end of the show. Which Premier League side? Uh, for which Premier League side? The Neil fan play. Oh, eight six eight one zero oh four one zero oh six, and uh, you can tweet us as well at Big Red Bench. We'll draw the uh, winners uh, just before at seven pm this evening. Going to uh, kick off the show from the Principality Stadium, where Ireland have uh, gotten back on track. They had to field of Wales in their Rugby World Cup warm up game. I'm watching this one for us as well, Callum.
1: Ireland 22 despite Warren Gatlin's claim that his side would be looking to derail Ireland's World Cup plans here this afternoon Ireland have got their preparations for Japan back on track with a five point win over a large second string Welsh side in Gatlin's last game in charge at the Principality Stadium even taking the makeup of the opposition team into account head coach Joe Schmidt will have been relieved to get a response from his players following last week's humbling defeat to England at Twickenham though they faded out of the last 20 minutes of the match after being 19 points up Ireland led the Grand Slam champions by 15 points at 3 at the break, Jacob Stockdale with new haircut on show, running in two tries down the left wing. His first was crafted by Andrew Conway after a break from prop Dave in the 18th minute, but the second and his 16th international try was all down to the young Ulster wing's own work. He seized on to a failed Aaron Shingler offload attempt in the 28th minute, and his pace and strength to run the ball home in the corner. Jack Carthy won't have done his chances of travelling to Japan any harm today. The Connacht out half scoring five points and getting 80 minutes, and a man of the match performance on the occasion of his 27th birthday and first start in Irish Green. Ireland's third try came just before the hour with a fresh front row putting pressure on the Welsh in the scrum and forcing referee Roman Pott to award a penalty try. The host battled back with tries for Reese Patchell and debutant Owen Lane in the last quarter, Patchell converting both but they've surrendered an 11-game unbeaten run in the Welsh capital, going back to an autumn international loss to the All Blacks in 2017. It's also a first Irish victory in Cardiff since a World Cup warm-up game here four years ago, and two stronger sides are expected next Saturday in Dublin for the final game before the World Cup in Japan. Final score here at the Principality Stadium, Wales 17, Ireland 22.
0: Yeah, it's good to see Ireland get back to winning ways after the horror show against England last week. And because um, could see uh, some good tries from Jacob Stockdale as well. But as uh, Will mentioned, there are uh, two uh, much different teams expected next Saturday in the return game in Dublin. So that should be very, very interesting indeed in be Ireland's last uh, warm-up game uh, before the World Cup. All right, right, in uh, Gala Games, uh, two big uh, games down for decision this evening. The Senior Hurling Championship in Porky Rin, The first of which is just underway, Ciarán O'Regan, live from Porky Rin
2: yeah it's just underway here Roar uh, there is only four minutes gone. It's Ballyhay lead one point no score Kentark had the, the first shot of the game but it went to the right and wide and in uh, the same minute Pau Callan had a, a very scorable free for Ballyhay but it dropped short into Anthony Nash's hand and uh, way down the field it went two minutes later Pau Callan again uh, having a free on the 20 minute line up by the sideline popped it over the bar but a uh, Kentark uh, man now standing over the ball here It probably will be another uh, or a score here for Kentark just inside the 65 that's number eleven taking that. That is uh, pa- Sean Carey was gone to the left and wide. So after four and a half minutes, it's still Ballyhale leading one point to a uh, no score so far. A very strong breeze there as well, Roar
0: mm-hmm. All right, Kieran. Thanks for checking with Kieran in uh, just a little bit as well, just as that game progresses uh, after that game, Sars taking on uh, Douglas in the Senior Football Championship today. Newcestown have beaten Valley Rovers one thirteen to fourteen points. Clyde Rovers and Colleague meeting in Blarney at half past six at the same. Time time for my play Illan Rovers in Bruny at 7 o'clock in Glantan Mallow facing St. Nicks in the Premier Intermediate grade in football Kilomar playing play McCroom in Ballingiri at half past six at the same time Nemo Rangers face Bandon in Ballygarvan and in Hurley you're all going up against Carrigaline and Carraghlein. That's a 7 o'clock start in ladies football later on this evening. Arrow taking on Bride Rovers in the Senior Championship. That's a 6.30 start in Nemo. In the Premier League, Liverpool are a goal up on Burnley. That goal is just going to get you to score on that one in just a second. Uh, but uh, Liverpool continuing uh, their decent start uh, to the season. Thirty-five minutes gone on the clock there at uh, Turf Moor as uh, the Reds lead Burnley. We'll go through the day's uh, Premier League uh, full-time report. We'll start with the uh, early kick-off and that's uh, Southampton against Manchester United. Alan Lewis, we we'll get down in there in just a little second, but it finished at uh, one apiece in the early game it's at St Mary's.
3: Southampton won Manchester United won honours even as both sides have to settle for a point Daniel James gave United a first half lead with his fourth goal in fourth games Marcus Rashford almost made it two before Yannick Vestergaard got the home side back level terms just after the break Southampton then had Kevin Danso sent off for a second bookable offence and were forced to defend for the last 15 minutes or so Mason Greenwood forced a good save from Angus Gunn while Ashley Young was just inches away from getting the winner with just minutes to go a draw a fair result though Southampton won Manchester United won
0: It was Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, he whipped it across deflected over Pope uh, for uh, Liverpool's opening goal there uh, against Burnley elsewhere Man City in fine form today against Brighton Sheen Pillington
4: Manchester City 4, Brighton 0 and Pep Guardiola's men record their first home league win of the season, and in truth it never looked in any doubt. Kevin De Bruyne fired the host in front after just two minutes, and they doubled their advantage two minutes before the break, when Aguero fired home from 12 yards. Aguero then got his second as City's third, but a beautiful killed effort, and just 20 seconds after coming on as a sub, Bernardo Silva fired home a fourth. City have now scored 215 goals in their last 80 Premier League games. Quite a stat. Manchester City
0: Brighton 0. All right now, I hear from Pep Guardiola. Of course, he's a good player that always, always give you a vision. Because nobody, nobody can can see. And especially, his protocols goals. We need, we need his goals, not just his assists. And, uh, and today, with action, with a bit was good. Elsewhere, Sheffield United uh, getting a point with Chelsea, Andrew Chill. Chelsea 2, Sheffield United 2, a fine fight back by United and des- a deserved
5: point. Two goals from the very lively Tammy Abraham put Chelsea in control. Both crisply taken right footers showing predatory instinct, but for a fine save from Henderson, Abraham would have had a hat-trick. Callum Robinson's crisply taken shot a minute into the second half made it an uncomfortable 45 minutes for
0: Chelsea and in added time, Robinson set up the equaliser, a Kurt Zuma own goal. Chelsea 2, Sheffield Sheffield United 2 Liverpool have doubled their lead against Burnley it's now Burnley and Liverpool 2 Sadio Mane with uh, the red second there 37 minutes on the klop, uh, clock clock on the clock uh, Chelsea uh, bosses Frank Lampard
1: it was under control
3: so it's our fault because we uh, gifted them a goal in the first minute of the second half and then it makes the game more difficult so it gave them a feeling that they were back in it and then they fought to the end and they got their goal at the end so yeah we gave away a game that should have been very very comfortable and made it difficult and uh, and we lost 2 points through that
0: Yeah. so uh, Sheffield United 5 back from that 2-0 down of course uh, Cork's uh, John Egan at the heart of that United defence today he's been excellent so far in the Premier League we'll be discussing actually the John Egan Academy which uh, Greenwood Football Club have uh, launched that's starting on Monday we'll be discussing that with Greenwood on tomorrow's show um, but uh, Sheffield United have uh, had two promotions in three seasons their bosses Chris Wilder who says it's remarkable how far they've come
3: We've gone toe-to-toe with, uh, with a really good side you know we've, we've come to compete in this division I said all along I didn't want to us to be day trippers I didn't want to just be a season in and season out and getting autographs and collecting shirts we're we're here to compete and wherever we go home and away we want to go and be competitive and pick points up
0: some late drama at Selhurst Park today, in Beach.
4: Crystal Palace 1, Aston Villa 0, Jordan Ayu, a Crystal Palace hero for the second Premier League game in a row. He scored at Manchester United last weekend and this week is the winner against Aston Villa. But this game has ended in controversy. Villa reduced to 10 men with about half an hour left. Trezeguet sent off for a second yellow card offense. And then right at the end, Henry Lansbury, a substitute, put the ball in the net. But the goal was ruled out. Villa are incensed, but it finishes Palace 1, Villa 0.
0: Update from Turf Moor, Adam Drury
4: Burnley nil, Liverpool 2 And Sadio Mane has doubled the Reds' advantage It was a counter-attack And Roberto Firmino was running down the centre Laid it off onto the left-hand side Ran into the penalty area And slotted the ball low into the bottom right-hand corner Past Nick Pope It's Burnley 0, Liverpool 2
0: West Ham winners against Norwich today at the London Stadium guys swindled
4: West Ham 2 Norwich 0 both sides wanted to attack throughout so this was an entertaining game West Ham's finishing was just better Sebastian Haller gave him a first half lead he's third goal of the season and then after a long recovery from injury well certainly Andre Yarmolenko celebrated when he doubled that lead Norwich kept creating though indeed they hit the post in time added on at the end of the match but if it hadn't been for their keeper Tim Krul with a series of fine saves, none better than the one that kept out a Lanzini header. It would have been more than West Ham 2 Norwich 0.
0: Leicester beating Bournemouth today. Derek Clark was there.
6: Full-time Leicester City 3, Bournemouth 1, the Foxes go third with a well-deserved win here. Jimmy Vardy opened the scoring in 12 minutes when he lobbed Aaron Ramsdale. Callum Wilson equalised just three minutes later when he dinked the ball over Kasper Schmeichel. Yuri Tillemans restored the Foxes' advantage on 41 minutes, tapping home from close range and Vardy notched his second on 72 minutes when he was found by Tillemans in the box before stroking the ball into the corner. Full-time Leicester City 3, Bournemouth 1
0: and all square St James's Park to Newcastle and Watford Stephen Goldsmith
4: Newcastle won, Watford won a share of the spoils for two sides who will have hoped for more Watford had the chances for more goals in the first half, Newcastle had some opportunities in the second half though Pereira came the closest to winning it later on for Watford his shot tipped round the post Will Hughes scored from close range after two minutes for the visitors and Fabian Scher levelled with a neat finish inside the box for Newcastle it finished Newcastle 1, Watford 1
0: Tonight in the first division, co Miller's host, Cabin Teely at St. Coleman's Park. That's at seven o'clock at off St. Pat's, meanwhile, and Stephen O'Donnell is their new head coach. He was previously being the uh, chief opposition analyst at Dundalk. The Saints are fifth in the SSC Electricity League Premier Division table. Manager Harry Kenny stepping down last weekend after they were beaten in the FAI Cup by UCD. In the most senior league today, one-all draw between College Corinthians and Ring Mahan Rangers. There's a number of big games as well done for decision in the county championships, as we've discussed. And uh, we'll be hearing more from uh, Bally and Kenturk from Kieran O'Regan in a little bit. Uh, great news today from Austria is Paula Donovan and Finn McCarthy collected Ireland's first medal at the World Drawing Championships. as Paula Donovan's fourth world championship medal. Uh, They came first in the lightweight men's double skulls Having already secured qualification For next year's Olympics earlier on in the week Elsewhere Aileen Crowley and Monica Dukarska Finished second in the women's pair B final at the uh, World Championships today, they booked their place on the plane to Tokyo. Congratulations to Aileen and Monica. Rory McIlroy's three shots off the pace after the day three of the Omega European Masters in Switzerland. The Ulsterman shooting a six under, or one under par sixty-three to end the day on eleven under par. He's three behind Argentina's Andreas Romero. Raf Nadal in third round action at the U.S. Open tonight as well. The second seed taking on South Korea's Chung Kyun and Motorsport Ferrari's Charles Leclerc has taken pole position for tomorrow's Belgian Grand Prix. My favourite um, course actually loves Spa and uh, Sebastian Vettel in second. Lewis Hamilton is in third. Quick reminder of our competition tickets to give away to Cork City and Waterford at the Cross on Monday. Of course, uh, former uh, player Neil Fenn uh, unveiled as uh, City's new boss earlier on in the week. Um, not the greatest of start for him last night with the 4-2 defeat to Sligo. We'll hear from Neil in a little bit. But if you want to enter the competition, name, address, and answer, please. And the answer to this uh, very simple question: For which Premier League side did Neil Fenn play? For which Premier League side did Neil Fenn play? Oh, eight six eight one zero four one zero six. All right, Gaelic games. Cork taking on Galway in tomorrow's All Ireland Minor Football Final. All our fingers crossed for a Rebels victory uh, tomorrow we will of course be there Kieran O'Regan heading up to Croke Park early tomorrow for the game which starts at 1.30 so we will have all the best post-match reaction on tomorrow evening show from 6 fingers crossed we'll be talking about a Rebels victory tomorrow as Cork look for their first minor title since the year 2000 thousand. has been speaking with boss
2: Bobby Odwar. So, uh, Bobby, All-Ireland Final uh, to look forward to, it's uh, nice
7: to be able to say that No, it's wonderful, yeah, I suppose again, it's what every young fella dreams of, is, is playing Croke Park in All-Ireland Final day. fantastic opportunity, uh, it only comes around once a year, and it's just great to be able to, 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 to use it.
2: You mentioned uh, for a young fellow it's what they dream of, but surely as a, a manager and a management team it's where you always wanted to be as well in All-Ireland Final.
7: No, it's, uh, absolutely, it's fantastic, uh, and I think we were saying all along, the, the, the long that Cork could continue to play in the summer the, the the better the team was going to develop and yeah it's a great opportunity to be in Croke Park
2: um, Taking on a very strong Galway side evidence after our semi-final win as well um, obviously you've seen a bit about them you, you know what to uh, prepare for but they're a very uh, strong outfit as well Ah yeah, yeah, yeah Galway are an excellent team uh, we, we, as, as
7: evidence when they beat Kerry in the semi-final I mean they'll be going in as, as hot favourites with the confidence of having beaten the All-Ireland finalists now we we've played Galway twice already this year so they're a team that we know uh, that we know very well they're uh, very well organised very well structured they have an excellent manager
2: uh, uh, Don Lovarte is a top class manager and uh, yeah we look forward to playing them yeah. um, Talk to me from, from the start of the year the the championship structure was changed this year and, and Cork hadn't been able to get out of Munster in a long number of years through to the, the dominance of Kerry and um, but the structure was changed it really kind of paid dividends this year for the Rebels.
7: Ah, it has. The, the, the structure monster worked against Cork for the last number of years. Uh, I, I think we were the only province that didn't have some kind of a round-robin or a league championship kind of competition. Um, you go in against the Ulster teams and you go in against the Connacht teams and the Leinster teams and they all had six, seven, eight, nine, ten games played before uh, the likes of Cork or Kerry for that matter. Now, uh, Kerry were, 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 were good enough to use that system and, and win the All-Irelands afterwards. So this year has been a fantastic uh, boost for us, uh, and um, yeah, we've, we've, we've done well out of it.
2: I suppose it was disappointing to lose the Munster final, but in one sense it might have been a good kick for the the lads to to drive on because of the back door. But I remember you, you were still very you know upbeat after that last because you had you still had that chance.
7: Yeah. Uh, look, no, nobody ever goes into to, to play a game to lose. I mean, we, we, every game we played this year, we went in to win. But th- there is a difference between a game that you you, you have to win and a game that, uh, irrespective of the result, you're you're going to be through And I, I stress again, at no stage have we ever gone in to lose a game. But there is a difference between uh, the, between those types of games, and, and, and that's one of the pleasing things for us is that when the when the pressure came on and the lads had to deliver when they had to win, we've been able to do that. Like they say you learn an awful lot from uh, from, 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 from being beaten uh, i much prefer to learn from winning but uh, we've learned a lot from from that and uh, I think the boys are putting that into practice now which is great
2: You went in after that to play I think it was at Managhan I think um, yeah they had been Ulster champions possibly two years in a row and they were the previous champions anyway and like they were coming down from middle of the outfit as well but you absolutely blew yeah. them away
8: yeah,
7: we, we played well that day that day in Tullamore. Um, yeah, we, we, we again we had played we had played uh, Monaghan earlier on in the year, and we were familiar. It, it, the, the challenge games earlier on in the year were a wonderful opportunity for us because the lads would not have played against uh, an Ulster style team, and it is quite different. Uh, Munster teams, as a general rule, uh, the, the likes of Cork and Kerry, and, and indeed the other Munster uh, football teams, tend to play in the front foot, uh, whereas there is different tactical kind of setups with particularly the Ulster teams so yeah it was it was a good experience for us that we were able to play them earlier on the year we had a fair idea of how they would set up Uh, then it was a case of getting matchups right and uh, uh, we're very very pleased with the way the boys performed having said that equally it was the first time this year that we had all our outfield players available and uh, when you have everybody available it makes an awful difference I think in that game there was at least four if not five uh, of the lads who weren't available to us against uh, against Kerry the first time we played them and uh, having everybody available does make a big difference
2: um, I remember as well you went up to, to Longford to watch Mayo as well against uh, Dublin uh, they just about shaded that in the end but they beat a good Dublin side you were going up against a good Mayo side again yeah, kind of I, I, I don't think a lot of people would have expected how strong Cork were against Mayo If that's fair, well, possibly.
7: I I, I think what probably uh, threw it a little bit for people was that uh, Kerry Kerry having beaten us in the first round uh, so convincingly, uh, a a, a lot of people probably wrote Cork off. Now, whilst we were extremely disappointed uh, with our performance uh, uh, the first day, like we've been involved with these lads in one form or another since they were under 14 and uh, we knew the quality we had and we knew that once we got everybody back uh, to full fitness that we'd be a match uh, for for any team that's, uh, that's out there um, so yeah we, it, it was great we were able to keep our head down uh, the under-20s gave us a huge boost as well, the, the, the success of the under 20 set-up. And we were able to, I suppose, come along in their tailwinds as well, which is great.
2: Uh, in my, going into the on Iron final now against Galway... How'd you prepare the lads for that for, for Crow Park even because they've never been there, they've never been on a, well for an acquaint- occasion like this. It's a very different setup to a semi-final or, or anything.
7: Yeah, it it, it 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 is like I suppose they, they've had the benefit the last day of of playing in Crow Park, and uh, I suppose it, it was a full house because it was the um, the Dublin Mayo semi-final, and Mayo had such a big crowd in quite early that it, 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 again it, it was of great help to the lads but kids don't look at things the way that us we, we, adults have kids have no fears uh, yeah, kids will be nervous the young lads will be nervous but they don't have this fear so they just go out and play uh, I think one of the one of the great pleasures for me the, 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 the last day uh, as I was talking to Danny Linehan uh, as we were driving up, and Danny was telling me that uh, he had never been to Croke Park uh, before in his life, and then he goes out and he scores an absolute cracker of a goal, you know. So it, the, the boys just don't have fears. Yeah, they're, they're a very grounded group of young lads, and 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 I use the word, they're a very humble group. They're a very hard working group. So that type of fear, no, no, it's good.
2: Uh, in terms of preparation uh, for an All Ireland final, is it much like all the other games? Or, are, you gonna, are you going? You're going up the night before, I imagine. Uh, like uh, there is some things that will be different from all the other games Ah yeah it, 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 there are certain differences
7: but we, we're trying to treat it as it it is just another game uh, a lot of the the hubbub about the likes of tickets and where we're we going to be sitting and families and clubs looking for for, for, for for tickets for the players so you try and keep that away from the boys and uh, you try and organise around them yeah there's going to be different lads away from home uh, possibly uh, uh, and again you just you try to keep them as grounded as possible. you keep the routine as 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 normal as possible, but of course, there's great excitement, there's wonderful excitement and and yeah we we but we do, we do keep them as grounded as we can they're good lads
2: I was just going to ask that naturally you'd have to be excited going into an All-Ireland final but you have to keep them some bit level headed what about a management team as well yeah that's, that, and, and again I, I guess
7: people don't realise the, the level of work that goes in to these but I happen to be the person talking to you, you know, and, and, and kind of the front face of, of a group a, a fantastic working, uh, working group that work very very hard to make sure everything is okay um, um, my colleague Brian McCarthy has been able to take an awful lot of the administrative stuff away so the likes of the hotels booking the tickets and all of that and, and we just concentrate on the football side of it because that's very very important because it it is quite easy to get distracted and our focus is uh, to go to Cork Park to win a football game and and that's our sole focus Uh, everything else is peripheral and uh, that's another one of the team of a really good team that we have around us is looking after that
2: and look lastly uh, as already mentioned taking on Galway in the All-Ireland final very very uh, strong side all over the pitch naturally thereafter getting to an All-Ireland final of course there, but are you going to pick a team based on them, or are you just going to worry about yourselves and then? Or not worry about Galway, you know, if that makes sense. Ah, no, I mean,
7: I suppose when you go into any any football game, you're going to pick the best team that you have available to yourself. Uh, we 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 look after what we consider to be the important things on our side. Uh, yes, we're going to have to deal with what Galway uh, throw against us, but it's going to be all about a performance, and it's all going to be our work rate. And we concentrate on what we can do. That's the only thing we can control. We can't control how Galway set up or how Galway play, but we we look after ourselves and. Uh, the, the, the spirit within the boys is fantastic. They're a really, really good group of young men and just so pleased that they're going to get an opportunity to, 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 to show their skills in Crow Park.
0: Yeah, it's Cork boss Bobby O'Dwyer there speaking ahead of tomorrow's clash with Galway in the All-Ireland Minor final. Fingers crossed we will be celebrating a Cork victory on the show tomorrow evening. But uh, very, very busted. Best of luck indeed uh, to the Rebels for everyone here at Cork's Red FM. It's half-time between Burnley and Liverpool. Adam Drury.
4: Liverpool hold a commanding 2-0 lead over Burnley at the break, and their opener came in strange circumstances when Trent Alexander-Arnold's cross deflected off Chris Wood, evading everyone, including Nick Pope, as it looped into the top corner of the net. Their second was much more deliberate, though, Sadio Mane finishing off a smart counter-attack by slotting low into the corner. Burnley had looked bright early on, but they've got a mountain to climb if they want to salvage anything from this game. Half-time at Turf Moor, it's Burnley nil, Liverpool 2.
0: All right, we're going to talk uh, more games a little bit later on in the show. We'll preview the Shandoon Junior A Football Championship final and the Carradoon Junior A Football Championship final on the show a little bit later. And we'll uh, talk to uh, Kerry Legend, Aidan O'Mahony, about uh, Kerry versus Dublin on uh, t- uh, on the all Ireland final tomorrow from half past three. But just going to look back on a disappointing night for Cork City last night as they lost uh, 4-2 to Sligo Rovers at the cross. Interestingly... Uh, Slugger Rovers have beaten Cork City in August for the last four years at Turner's Cross as well decent enough game for Neil Fans first game in charge Romeo Parks and Ronan Colin uh, both scoring braces uh, for uh, Rovers San Casey and an absolute a uh, cracker from Shane Griffin uh, with the goals for Cork City but um, not to be uh, for the Rebel Army in Neil Fenn's first game in charge and I spoke to him at uh, last night's post match press conference
3: it felt like a weird game to be honest it felt that they were always dangerous on the counter attack but we you know we had large possessions of of, of the ball and and created some in you know, the first half a few half chances and obviously scored a, a set piece and then you know just just not defend Probably, properly, and and always felt like that we were going to concede when they went forward. But attacking wise, in the second half, I thought that you know once they went three one down, that the boys reacted brilliantly, and you know I felt a three two that we were going to be the only team that was going to score, and I felt confident that we you know a goal was coming, and just obviously the fourth goal was a bit of a sucker punch, and you know it's um and we end up losing the game. What was the most pleasing aspect, of suppose, of the whole night? Yeah, I mean the most. I suppose the most pleasing having not seen Cork every week I suppose just from you know just from the the amount of chances crosses into the box shots um, I felt that was lacking the the game I saw last week uh, especially and um, the game at Cabin just the lack of kind of you know attempts at goal I felt there was a lot of it felt to me there was a lot of attempts at goal today um, and better chances and and had a couple of them gone in a couple of half chances a couple of good blocks from their their team Um, it might have been a different story but having said that they did always look dangerous going forward there was a couple missing tonight, Garret Morris and Hurley. Were they injured or was Yeah, one? both picked up injuries. Obviously, Conor McCarthy as well was was suspended. So um, a few missing tonight. That must have
0: frustrating. So
3: there's nothing to pick up. Yeah, you, I mean it's always frustrating as a manager when you've got injuries and suspensions, and you always want your best team on the pitch. And um, you, you, you could argue those three are three of our best players. But you know, I thought the boys, some of the lads did did very well tonight. And I, I really thought the, the young boys that came on as um, in the second half did really well. I was really impressed. As game kind of. Given a clear indication as the task facing you now going forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're under no illusions where we are in league. You know, it's we're, we're not there by accident, so there was always going to be um, a little bit of work to be done. But you know, we, there's positives to the to the performance as well. So we will build on that um, for Monday and 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 move on to that game. Be glad to have a game on Monday straight away, right back into it. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, um, was Monday sure? gives it, we? Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, with the injuries and with the niggles, you'd, you maybe like a little bit of a, a space in between. But look, like you say, you, you can just. We have to now forget that game. We'll, we'll review it. We'll watch it, and and we'll 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 take bits out of it that um, that certainly you know we have to improve on. But looking forward to you know to Monday, we just have to you have to park that now and move on
0: yeah that's Cork City uh, boss Neil Fenn speaking after last night's 4-2 defeat to Sly Rovers. they are back in action on Monday at Turners Cross we're giving you the chance to win tickets for the game all you have to do is text your name and address and the answer to this very very simple question for which Premier League club did Neil Fenn play for which Premier League club did Neil Fenn play and you could be heading along uh, to Cork City and uh, Waterford at the Cross on Monday night All right, back in a bit the
4: big and bench, Saturday and
1: Sunday from 6 p.m.
0: Alright, it's approaching half time in the first game of the doubleheader Say in Parkyrin, and it looks like Hantark will go into the half time break with the lead, Kieran
2: yeah it looks that way alright Roar it's uh, currently Cantorque 8 points Hayes 6 points and they've just announced 2 minutes of uh, injury time to be played here as well it's a game that hasn't really got any life to it at the moment but Cantorque playing much much better but they have as many wides as they have scores here so far with uh, 8 wides to, Ballyhay, to Ballyhays 1 I think um, but uh, on the, they've another shot now that looks like it's going to drop into the goalkeeper's hands and he's going to pocket out a bit of a poor game no intensity to it but Cantor is playing that small bit better Powick Helen uh, sharp shooting for Ballyhay so far while it's a shootout for Cantor between Sean Carey in Walsh and Lorcan O'Neill otherwise known as Figo locally oh now if you can stay with me it's Eugene O'Leary is running through they're trying to stop him he's going to take a shot and it is just over the bar so it's uh, Cantor eight points Ballyhay seven points now uh, Eugene O'Leary for Ballet scoring that so uh, it w- looks like this will be half time now as well it will be Cantor okay points Ballet A7 at the half time break roar.
0: thank you very much indeed Kieran, will get an update from Kieran just before the end of the show at 7pm alright um, as you all are very very much aware Kerry and Dublin going head to head in the All-Ireland uh, Senior Football Championship final tomorrow Dublin going for five in a row Kerry looking to stop the Dubs juggernaut as Cork people who would you prefer to win tomorrow? The old enemy, Kerry or Dublin? Would you want to see them deny the five in a row? It's a tough one, isn't it? We put that uh, question up on our Twitter page. Uh, we put a poll up. Uh, who do you want to win, Kerry or Dublin? Head along to at Big Red Bench and uh, vote for that one. But uh, ahead of the game, I've been speaking to uh, Kerry legend Aidan O'Mahony uh, about tomorrow's game. All right, joined on the line by Paddy Powers, uh, GA Ambassador Aidan O'Mahony. Aidan, uh, first off, thanks for taking the call. Morning, Michael Murray How are Aiden, you? Aidan, um, I'm great actually Thanks um, uh, It's it's strange for me As a Cork man To be in a position Where I'm cheering Carry on In an All-Ireland final Next week I'd imagine a lot of people Are saying similar to you
5: Ah uh, yeah I, I, I suppose so Everyone loves an underdog But um, the The beauty about this game is Carry are probably Trying to stop um, I suppose Dublin Getting the 5-0 Which is not going to be An easy task You're probably talking about One of the, the Greatest teams of all time And And um, you know, I, I suppose that's more no different than any sport. People always kind of fight with the underdog. Like, was mm. you know, look, it's going to be a tough game, obviously, for Kerry. Like, but look at Pants at the same time. It's a game we're looking forward to as well.
0: How big uh, is it that Stephen O'Brien's been cleared to play for the final? Because he was looking a bit nervy there for a while.
5: Yeah, it's massive. I think it's massive for Kerry. Um, look, he's been kind of in clarity or form at the moment. Like, and. Um, He's just a big, big player for my like this year especially, but he was always a kind of a player that we'd looked look to in years gone by, but this year, he's just really playing out of his skin like and, um, you know, he's getting going in games a five times and no different last day to, to the Tyrone game as well. Like, so, you know, like, I, I think, like I looked at the interest myself against me and was, from my point of view he, he wasn't a black card and I think it was justified as well that he got him. and look, and it's not just because I'm from Kerry, look, you don't want any player to miss an All-Iron final, and I'm delighted, like I suppose, the year he's having as well, that he's able to play an All-Iron final, and just go contest. There's another big performance in him.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, A lot of people saying this Kerry team are probably the best equipped to defeat Dublin. Would you go along with that? Yeah, I
5: suppose best equipped in, in that they're young, um, they have legs, uh, I suppose if, if you look at them from the outside in, you'd be kind of saying just that there's no pressure on them. And they genuinely use them because I think at the start of the year, like the new management team took over, there's a lot of fresh faces on the panel, a lot of youth, and I think if, if you were snacking the year and you were Keane, you said, right, we got to league final, I got to look at Twenty-something players. Um, you got to you you've won your most championships. You got to the super eight, and you got to the semi-final. So you You'd be kind of saying, "Yeah, that's a very rewarding year for a, a new panel." But now there's another final. I think I think that's definitely one more push in them, and I think it's well that youth as well comes like the kind of confidence that you know they're they going to that game saying there's no expectation on us. We need to go in and perform to our own ability, and um, you probably take the task of like. Dublin's big players, the Conor Callens, the Paul Mannings if you're kind of tasked but marking them, you take that as, you know, a, I suppose a massive responsibility, but a, re- a responsibility you'll cherish as well, like, because, mm. you know, you carry Jones in your back, and I suppose there's that kind of expectation made time you get to a final, there's all the chance of winning one, like, so as I said, they'll have no fear of but, like, I think from from a Dublin point of view and a carry point of view, it's the ideal game that you've opened football, and it's pure football, like, and it's a, a fantastic game for watch.
0: David Goff is the referee. You argued in your Paddy Power column that he shouldn't get the, the final. How do you feel now that he has gotten it?
5: Well, I wouldn't say I argued it. Um, I was asked, um, did I think that he should get the game? And I just said no. And I was asked, why he was that and I just said, Look, that mm. he's based in Dublin, and he's working in Dublin, I said, You would probably put more pressure on him. And I, I think the the media had a, a kind of a storm there in they the kind of saying that we were um, criticising him, which which wasn't true. It was just an opinion. And uh, look, he's no different to the young lads that gone they in the final the next day look, you'd be you would you take your hat off to him and you wish him well in Ireland. The guy's no doubt he's a max game. He's one of the top three referees in the country. And look, there's going to be pressure on him anyway because Dublin are going for the five and row. Kerry are trying to stop the five in row. And any referee that's going to be wrestling that game, there's going to be pressure on him. And we just hope, like, to, you know, I've no doubt that he's a great game. But it's not just uh, David Goffler. Like, he's the umpires and linesman as well. Like, so it's a big death for him as well. Like, and as I said, he's one of the best referees in the country. So I've no doubt he'll do a great job.
0: All right. So, Aidan, where can this Dublin team be got at? Where can Kerry beat them Sunday week?
5: Oh jeez, I was actually looking at worried for a week there and um you know, I, I suppose the last thing that anybody bit of hope Kerry would have is that Mayo were kind of there at half time Um I think the big thing is Dublin is that you have to not try to concede goals um and Kerry and the other side then will have to score goals and I think the biggest thing I think from both sides is that the impact of the sub is going to be huge in this game I think Kerry will need to have, get a more bigger impact off their sub, and you'll need that to come on and maybe kick a point or two points. But you'll have to play this Dublin team for 75, if not 80 minutes, and be with them. And, you know, I just think like this, you can't tune off for one one minute because these guys will hurt you. You see the last day in 15 minutes in the second half against Mayo, like they were absolutely ruthless. You know, so Kerry, I think that Kerry will have their homework done, but as I said, at the same time, you need to get an impact from your players that are coming on as well. Like, so mm-hmm. maybe it's a case of that you might start with one team and you might finish with your strongest team like so I know out Peter Keane and Donny Buckling these guys they know a lot more than me they're, they're with these players all year and they'll have three weeks to work on it and I think they'll have learned plenty from the Tyrone game as well like so you know like it, 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 as I said it has been making one of the greatest games of all time you have a team that's trying to do something that has never been done and you've obviously carry which is a bit ironic that they were going for the five in a row back in the carry goal years and now they're trying to stop the five and roll. row like so you know I said it's, uh, it has the, the hallmark of one of the greatest games of all time
0: yeah really looking forward to it I know your heart is saying Kerry what's your head saying
5: look uh, I suppose being from Kerry my heart says Kerry my head says Kerry I just give him a chance as I said I think there's there's a young panel of players coming through now I think there's a bit of belief in the panel you know if if you said the start of the year would they be Tyrone or would they be Mayo you'd probably say no probably looking in with the new boys, but they did and like they've They've kind of gone through the whole year. They've done their business. Um, like as I said, we need an all finally, final. They need to play out their skin. And Dublin would need to have some sort of an off day look. But I suppose heart and head stay, stay carry. But it's going to take one hell of a performance to
0: beat Dublin. All right, fingers crossed they have it in the mid. Thanks for talking to us. Enjoy the game. Thanks so much, Roy. Take care. Bye. Yeah, it's Kerry Legend, Aidan O'Mahony there, uh, looking ahead to tomorrow's uh Cor- or Kerry and uh, Dublin battle. Half past three, the on time for that one in the senior decided. We put a poll up on Twitter. It's obviously a tough one for our uh, Cork people, you prefer to win Kerry or Dublin. Um, Kerry running away with it in this poll. 78% of people so far who've responded, and that's only been in eight minutes. I want Kerry to win tomorrow uh, do let us know by going on to our Twitter page at Big Red Bench if yeah, you want to join in on that uh, half time we join Kiran just before the half time Whistle 1 were 8-6 up two lead points from Ballyhay season go in level at the break eight points apiece and after five minutes from why I'm leading Ilan Rovers in the third round of the Senior Football Championship a goal to two points that's how it stands there after five minutes All right, going to hear from my Kerry boss Peter Keane speaking to Amora Trasa and Nick Kelly
9: There's so much pressure here in this county which is great in one sense because they're used to excellence and they expect excellence
0: I wouldn't say there's pressure here
10: Trasa. Um I think the Kerry fans are very, very knowledgeable they, they get behind the team um, I know there was a small crowd in Crow Park last Sunday um, and this has been well documented the 34,000 people but from our perspective um, I think the Kerry support was was very very big on the day Um, I think there was about 12,000 Kerry people there and that's probably as big as it's going to be Um, and you know when when the pressure was on there in the second half by God they were behind the team as they have been throughout the year
9: I have to say whenever people do say this to me about Kerry supporters I will often stick up for them for the pure reason that I think sometimes people outside Dublin and maybe the commuter counties don't realise how hard it is to get around the western seaboard like if you live down in Carhers you could be over two hours trying to get to Tralee that rural stuff sometimes I think that's kind of forgotten about how difficult it is for rural supporters to support their teams
10: well I suppose look if it's going to take you two hours to get from Carhers to Tralee you must be walking but um it is traffic to take you a good hour anyway you know but that said um I, I, I think we're 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 in a county which is, you're right, it, it, it's remote and it's rural. But by the same token, um, we depend a lot on the, tour, the tourist industry and the tourist industry is, is at its peak in July and August. But at the same time, this is what I think, that people are behind the team and they are supporting. And I think they are being very, very patient with this team. They know they're a young team and they know that they're probably, that we're lacking with experience and that you know, they're willing to give us the time to get there.
9: If I was to ask you to use one word to describe this team, and let's not use word, let's not use a word like younger and experienced, what would you? How would you describe them?
10: Are you trying to make a wordsmith out of me, or something? No. No. Um, I, I don't know. I suppose there's there's a great energy about the team, and um, there's a passion about them, and um, there's a high intensity of work rate within them.
9: Does that come from you? Does it come from them? Is it a collective?
10: Ah, oh, sure, it comes from them, of course. Sure. look, we're only helping them along the way.
9: Yeah, you could say that, but you also have to guide them. You're near, you're like a conductor, nearly, of an orchestra. They all play different tunes.
10: Yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're, they're in the note in my head. But um, by the same token, th- these guys, um, they're playing for Kerry. Um, if you're anywhere near a Kerry panel, you can be sure you have football in you. So the question is just getting it out of them. And that's what they're getting out on the field.
9: Yeah, obviously, you'd have experience with the minor teams, obviously, over the years. A team is a team, you could say, if you look at it black and white. But what's the major difference between, I suppose, managing boys who are turning into men and boys who are men at this stage? Is there a difference?
10: Oh, look, there's little differences, I suppose. Whereas with a minor team, you get them at the start of the year, and um, they're all new. And and and, you know, you can you can get at them straight away. Whereas, you know, you've you've a big age, bigger age gap here. With you know, you could have guys in their early to mid thirties down to nineteen years of age. So you've you've lots of different things going on in in their lives, and there's a, there's a different relationship between them.
9: Do you use Instagram? No. I do and I sent out a little in message today and I asked people look I'm going off to talk to Peter Keane this evening is there anything you'd like to ask him so I got a few questions back do you mind if I put a few to you if you don't mind since they're they're your people do you know a lot of them came from Kerry people actually I I, I won't put the rude ones to you there was a few rude ones but we'll keep them there was one first of all can you please bait the dubs we'll do our best (laughs) and uh, there's none here but the referee Uh, here's another good one why are a pack of Bourbons so dear in your shop
10: oh no they're in half price offer at the moment
9: there you go, Kieran. they they're a half price, get yourself there. And who's your favourite ref came from somebody else?
10: Ah, oh, sure. We've no favourite ref, they're all good referees.
9: What was in the Tyrone water bottles?
10: Not sure, It must have been water, was it?
9: Well, apparently, allegedly, it mightn't have been water. More allegedly.
10: More. Oh, God, to know about that no more, Atrasa. Did you taste them? I didn't see them.
9: You didn't see them, fair enough. How much time do you put into dodging questions?
10: It's a good question
9: here with six minutes at the moment dodging them anyway somebody else asked can they be in the backroom team this is Aoife she's a Kerry woman
10: she'll have to apply
9: online (laughs)
10: through Instagram
9: did the Kerry keeper get enough boots to keep the ball kicked out to Dublin
10: well seemingly um, Vincent are after taking on two extra employees to deal with the demand
9: would you trust a Jerome man to buy you a pint after Sunday
10: actually you would trust a Jerome man every day (laughs)
9: Um, are you secretly a Healy Ray wearing a mask
10: Am I secretly a Healy Ray wearing a mask? That's a very convoluted question.
9: You haven't answered it, though. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, one more. Do you see football as just a game for poor hurlers?
10: Oh, my God. That's an awful question to be asking.
9: I'd like to point out, while I was waiting for here, I saw children walking in carry children carrying hurls.
10: We're all members of the GAA. And we have good, foot, good hurlers here in Kerry, the same as we have decent footballers.
9: I thought they might have been coming in maybe to beat people up to make sure they get, do that five in a row. My Stop God. the five in a row.
10: My
0: God, Trasha, we, we, we won't resort to that at all. <laughs> really, really interesting stuff there where Peter Keane, the Kerry boss, uh, speaking to Maratrassa ahead of uh, tomorrow's final. i going to hear briefly from Dub's boss, Jim Gavin.
9: Apparently, I've never heard about this, Jim, but apparently there's a drive for a five going on in Dublin and you guys are doing a very good job of breaking it down. Um, people often ask me, "What do you talk to the man who you've spoken to so many times?" And the same thing keeps being said, which is absolutely true. It's the process, the next game, the next game, which is absolutely the right approach. And I always say, to "People, well, that's just Jim Gavin in general. You're quite a calm individual." And people say, "It must be an act." I don't think it is, though.
8: Um, uh, from from my perspective, you know, we're, we're here in, in Parnell Park and in, in Dublin headquarters, and. Um, uh, from, from you know from a management perspective and from the management team and support team that um that are fortunate enough to be with these players you know our role in all this and what we're asked by the people down the corridors there is just really to get the players to to be their best um so that's that's why we're we're driven in all of this um, um and we're just trying to create an environment and enable empower the players to be their best and uh like we will have We've, we've had, um, you know, Parnell Park full of, 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 of young boys and girls who are mad passionate for Dublin in their pink jerseys, their blue jerseys, their club jerseys. Uh, some of them are holding hurlies and, and, and camogie sticks um, and some holding footballs and just the great excitement that they bring, they, the energy they bring. You can even hear someone in the background, yeah. <laughs> um, and the innocence they bring, and um, uh, the dreams they have. It's just you know you, you couldn't but be excited about that. But above all, to cut it all back to the question you asked me, um, our job is 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 not to get too carried away with that. Um, our job is just trying to help these players be their best. And if we've done that, then I've really kind of really done my role for for them. G A.
9: A running theme of your own interviews as well is that it's very obvious you have a genuine grow for children. You can see how much it means for the children of Dublin that you get to bring the players out and they get to meet them. And I see every year at your big games, your own kids come out and like a little set of stairs every year. They get a bit taller. And <laughs> um, Is that where you perhaps get a lot of your joy from? It's actually seeing and might sound really really simple but like you said the innocence of children who get to see these men are living dreams that someday I might get to live
8: yeah that's that's exactly it's a huge motivator and it's a huge motivator not only for myself but for the players Um, I think that goes for all inter-county players and I think it's unique to Dublin players Um, you know you have two sets of of teams in this weekend's Hurling Final um, that'll That'll go toe-to-toe. You've two sets, of player, two sets of teams and players who will go toe-to-toe in the football final um, and have committed their time and been very selfless with their time and dedicated to their sport uh, for nothing else but for, to represent their county, to represent their club, the kids in their club, the kids in their communities and their families to the best of their ability. So we've been a unique sport. And it's um, of There's there's other sports that have representative um, dimensions, uh, and, and that that's great. But in terms of Gaelic games, in terms of the the the, the reach we have um, globally, like four hundred clubs overseas, the network of of the Irish sport, um who will tune into to, to, to these games. Um, uh, and the players they see are all doing it for a particular purpose, and that's for their community. So it's a unique, we've, we unique and a, and, and a special um, sporting organisation, and. The Dublin players connect into that and that's why they do what they do yeah it's
0: Dublin boss Jim Gavin there speaking ahead of tomorrow's game our poll who do you want to see win tomorrow do you want to see Kerry or, or do you want to see Dublin win tomorrow we put that online earlier on and it's uh, fairly unanimous 76% so far saying they want Kerry to beat the Dubs tomorrow can they do it can they stop the five in a row to half as three is the start time for that game alright going to look ahead to tomorrow's carried down a Junior A Football Championship final cross haven the, the venue for Ballon and Barley Martle at half past six tomorrow evening Joe Kenefick is the PRO of the division he's been speaking with Kieran
4: it's a hugely anticipated match um, I suppose first the World World Cross Haven they have a magnificent new pitch developed um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if there's been a game played and it has been only just a couple of internal games. Um, this is really their first big game. It's a magnificent pitch they've done. It's a big pitch, you know. <laughs> Players will be fairly tired by the time they come off it. So <laughs> um I think credit's to Cross for putting on this and um you know, hopefully the, a big crowd will go along just to to see the game and just to look at the spectacular new pitch as well. Yeah. And the game itself. Um I suppose Brian Hassing and Bell America are much better known as Hurling Cubs, they have done bat- countless times down through the years in Hurling Finals. But strangely enough, this is the first time they have ever met in the football final.
2: Okay, and they'd be good, good enough side in, in the division. I think Balanhasic win in 2012-2015, uh, Ballymartal last year as well. Um, yeah, so for the history, time, so yeah,
4: Yeah, very good, you know, and I've always been saying like that both clubs have very, very good footballers, but obviously hurling is their first sport. And but when they do put it together, they're as good as anybody else. And you know they've proved it over the last six or seven years. I think Bayern has They've lost a couple of finals as well as the ones they've won. So and um, Benny Martin won last year. So it's a uh, you know it's it's going to be a big spectacle anyway.
2: Yeah, uh, we mentioned last week that both teams are already going to the the, the county championship, but uh, I imagine both teams will. Uh, won't be thinking about that. They'll be focused on this.
4: Yeah, I'd, I'd expect so. Yeah, because I mean, there, look, there's a there's a deep rooted rivalry between them. Um, at different times, they've both been supreme and hurrying, and you know they they pride themselves on it. And to me, no different than six thirty p.m. on Sunday when the ball is running, and then you know normally want to give an inch. Um, so it's it's going to be a, a very intense battle. Anyway.
2: Yeah, um, and look, you, you touched on it there, Crosshaven, having a, a new pitch and everything. It's its obviously a big deal for a, a club to be hosting a divisional final. Uh, Crosshaven have put in the work, obviously, they're being rewarded for that.
4: Yes, um, it's you know a few people we need to go down to see. it. It's a fantastic pitch. Um, no, I'm not sure what the weather is like for Sunday. I know it's not great for Friday and Saturday. You know, I, but that shouldn't take away from it's uh, sure to be a super occasion. Um, Cross Even have always been a four thinking club and you know they're they're getting their rewards now with this fantastic venue.
2: Yeah, and look uh, lastly, Joe, uh, some uh, hoping for a good crowd as well in attendance.
4: Yeah, I mean it's a good time, six thirty PM on the Sunday the Ireland Finals will be open. Or, sorry, the All-Ireland Finals will be finished. Yeah. Um, so hopefully people will head down to Crosshaven. And on top of that, on the game itself, like both teams are undefeated. Both teams have won three games in this year's championship. Mm-hmm. Bally you know, have defeated Bally Garvin. Um, they defeated course Rovers and Tracton. Whereas Bally Nassic have defeated Bally Rovers, Shamrocks, and Carrie And a highly competitive semi-final last weekend. So you know, it has the makings of being a fantastic game.
0: That's Joe Kennefic there, uh, Piero of Doone looking ahead uh, to tomorrow's uh, Ballon Hassig and Martin clash in the Junior A Football Championship final. That is across six thirty, is the start time for that one. In the Premier League, let us score. And uh, Burnley and Liverpool 2.66 minutes gone on the clock there. And in the uh, Senior Hurling Championship, back underway down in Parky Ring, uh leading hay. 11 points now we'll get you an update from Kiron on that one in just a little bit uh, but as we know Cork and Kerry uh, Cork and Galwick, excuse me, going head to head in tomorrow's minor final tomorrow 1.30 is the start time for that one going to hear briefly uh, from the Galwick I'm going to hear from their boss uh, Donal lafarta speaking to Galway BFM
6: It has it's been up and down Tommy to be honest uh, which is good for development purposes there's a lot of learnings most of the time when, when, you, when you lose maybe more than so when you win but we had a tough day out the first day. We played very well in the first half against West Common and then kind of collapsed a little bit in the second half. Uh, against Sligo, we were going well enough and we kind of conceded a goal um, and then uh, our centre-back had sent off. So we were under the cash a little bit there but came through that. Um, obviously then had to go to Mayo, kind of a do-or-die game up in Castlebar and came through that uh, to keep our hopes alive to get to a kind of final uh, and that prolonged our season then so and um, the kind of final obviously didn't go away. probably could have and maybe should have won that maybe but look at Mayo were very very strong as well lost that one after extra time so the guys have shown a lot of, a lot of resilience this year uh, coming through all of that and obviously came through the Kildare game uh, played well then played well in patches against Kerry I thought but again Kerry are very strong and a little bit looking maybe at the end, you know what I mean? You know, balls that went over last year maybe didn't for Kerry this year or the last few years for Kerry. So, look at Cork uh, again would be very very similar to Kerry. So um, a big challenge ahead of the guys. You know, Cork are very very physical and have four, if not five marquee forwards that you know we've come up against in challenge matches and stuff as well. And we've seen obviously against Monaghan and against Mayo. So. Look, it's a big challenge, but it's great to be there, you know. That's done love I heard it there. God by boss speaking. Head of tomorrow's
0: uh, final half past one is the start time for that one. As I said, all our fingers are crossed here that Cork will be crowned All Ireland champions on tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, so we'll be discussing that on tomorrow evening's show. Ciarán O'Regan will be in Dublin for us, heading up bright and early to Cork Park. How much are you looking forward to that one, Ciarán? <laughs> <laughs> Ciarán County we'll get back to Kiron there in just a little bit Kiron down in our uh, park you're in for that uh, double header uh, Cork or uh, I should say Ballyhay and Cantor going head to head and it is Cantor who lead with about 40 minutes on the clock how's it going down there Kiron?
2: Um, probably finish that way at the moment even though there's 20 minutes Kent just uh, very much on top it's uh, Kent 12 points by the eight, 9 points Sean Carey top scoring so far I think for uh, Kentark having a fantastic game in fairness but Kentark just uh, taking uh, charge and ownership of this second half altogether so far and it's this is probably another point for Kent is as it has just gone to the right and wide from uh, Ian Walsh but uh, yeah Kentark uh, in control at the moment a couple of players getting booked I think after this game Ballyhame may look back in the first half after 22 minutes and probably say maybe they should have had a penalty and Kentor player red card possibly, but uh, it was a yellow card and a free instead without know, Paul Callen scoring going point on that at that stage. But uh, yeah, Ballyhame just not at the rest. Second half, insane. That John Morrissey is just running through for Ballyhame. He's gone around two players. He's having a smackdown shot and it's a goal. An absolutely fantastic goal for Ballyhame from John Morrissey. Uh, not commentators, curse there and he must. Heard me, but uh, he's after running in through a couple of players, got a fantastic goal and ran through uh, a couple of fouls as well. So, a fantastic goal for Ballyhay, which brings him straight back into this game. After 41 and a half minutes, it's Kent hurt 12 points, Ballyhay one goal and nine. It's level pegging with about 18 minutes left to go and Bally on the ball again that's number 18 Kevin Copps his brother Jamie Copps was with the Cork under 20s last week but unfortunately got a concussion during the week and unfortunately not able to play could be another point for Ballyhay through number 15 Eugene O'Leary and it is so Ballyhay taking the lead possibly for one of the first times in the, the game as well uh, so it's Ballyhay 1-10 Turk 12 points after 42 minutes here or uh, it's after changes small, but Ballyhay after getting a bit of impetus out of nowhere there but uh, Kenturk certainly won't go away anywhere they're running through again that's 19 he's going to pass it over if you bear with me there's probably going to be another score here he's got it back 19 and he's run through that should have been a free but they didn't get a free but have got the ball it's going to come out again. So after 42 and a half minutes, or it's hey 110, Kenturk 12 points. They've certainly shut me up,
0: haven't <laughs> Certainly have, and that's a rare thing indeed. Thanks very much for tuning our way, folks. We're back tomorrow from six. The winner of our Cork City tickets is Vanilla McDonald uh, from Waterfall. Another chance to win on tomorrow evening. Sure. Podcast online very, very shortly. Stevie's up next. Enjoy your Saturday, folks.
4: Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench Podcast at redfm.ie.